There she goes. <laughs> 154, Pete. You know, that ain't that ain't half bad. We're whistling through the uh through here pretty good. If anybody's curious, John is in the American Lounge. <laughs> what a shocker, right? I know that. I know that. So if we hear somebody in the background going, Oh, those are on flight 87, 87. <laughs> we know where uh, it's coming from. Flight number 21 to London will be departing out of gate B55. <laughs> What was that movie? Wasn't it Up or something like that? Wasn't it <laughs> one of those? <laughs> up in the Air oh, with George man. Clooney, that one? Yeah, jeepers, creepers. Yeah. Classic. A lot of time in airports, man. <laughs> I, I end up spending a lot. Yeah. But, hey, welcome, folks, uh, to The Rebel Edge. I'm John Nigerian. He, on whoops, that way. Yeah, he is Pete Nigerian, mm -hmm. and uh, Jared is uh, putting up all the everything else you see on your screen. Not necessarily the people behind me, but certainly that. What the hell is that? That dancing <laughs> robot right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's I all like the Jared. Bulls, the Bears, all that stuff. That stuff's great, man. <laughs> well, we always start off with the macro minute. Yeah. So today, Pete. I'll say the market's sort of breathing a sigh of relief. Debt ceiling, which hasn't been resolved yet. Mm -hmm. You know, the president's on his way over to Japan, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but he's skipping Australia and a couple other things, Pete, because it's so desperate that he needs to get, get a deal done. Um, it, a deal will get done, folks, and it doesn't matter because they're going to kick the can down the road. That's the way it always goes. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is pretty interesting that the president decided to make this move at this time, John, knowing exactly what was going on, knowing exactly what was happening with uh, with McCarthy and where he wants to go. So it is interesting. That is what the market's waiting for, though. It's no longer about earnings. It's no longer right now, at least, about the banks. It's all about hey, are there, are we going to get a deal? Well, like you said, John, they'll kick it down, but. Is there any cuts? Are they going to give up anything? And uh, and <laughs> well, that part will get interesting for sure, though, John. I think that's going to be something. But that is uh, that's the macro minute, baby. That's the macro minute. Now we follow up with fantastic, fantastic futures. All right. Pete, I'm going to say because we're getting closer to a deal on the debt ceiling, um, gold is down over a percent today. Uh, my read is that people would like there to be more calamity, people that are in the gold space, that is, and Bitcoin for that matter, that if there's, you know, if it feels like, oh, at 50-50, it could happen or not, well, then you'd see both those commodity gold and the currency Bitcoin rallying, but you're not seeing that today. Right. Bitcoin's been planted at 27,000, it feels like, for quite some time, John. I yep. think on the, other, on the other side of things, I'm going to give you nat gas again. And the reason I am is this thing's on fire, John. We've been talking about it for a while now. And if you just go back not too long ago, early May, we were talking about 216 a week ago. Now it's 255. This is a big move, 7.5% move today. Keep an eye on this. Oil's not doing a whole lot crude, but nat gas is, and it's making an explosive move to the upside. Yep. Well, uh, Pete, I think we got some interesting stocks to talk yeah. about because today a bunch of the stocks 
are not stocks that we talk about all the time, like this one, Madison Square Garden, um, MSGE. Now, Pete, you remember Mario Gabelli? Every time he came on, he'd say, well, uh, I'd have to have all gray hair and stuff. Uh, Madison Square Garden? Yeah, that's that's the one I like. <laughs> well, he had a good morning anyway because it was up like 20%. It is given a lot of that back, Pete. It was up over 20%. Now I think it's only up like 13%, but still a very nice move. And uh, revenue was... 201 million versus 194 million year over year. And their guidance apparently was uh, positive as well. So you get a nice rally out of it. Congratulations, Mario. Yep. That stock actually had a really nice move to the upside. It was uh, essentially, John, near those 52 week highs, or maybe even hit them. I'm not sure, but it had a pretty nice move and then started to ease back a little bit. But you know, they talked about a lot of different ways that they can make themselves more efficient. I think that's obviously something very positive. And when you get the kind of demand that they're getting for everything, their sellouts and all the concerts, and, you know, it's not just sports there, it's a bit of everything. So um, they're, they're talking about top dollar and a lot of great things happening. So I think when you look at it right now, John, that's not so bad. And, and I think they've still got room to the upside because of what they're doing, some of the spinoff stuff. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things going on right now with MSGE. And I'll tell you what, Madison Square Garden, they are getting packed again. Post-pandemic, they've come back. Oh, what, sorry. There. Oh, there Forgot to take off my mute. I was hearing stuff in the background here, Pete about flight announcements just as <laughs> but good news about madison square garden let's talk a little bit about take two interactive great news here because they plan to deliver quote several groundbreaking titles uh and they projected growth all the way out to 2025 so that is a positive and the stock is up double digits on that pete yeah, stock really did react really well, John. It hit 52-week highs. Absolute incredible volume, five times normal volume. It says a lot. And we're just, you know, we still got a couple hours left, call it three hours left, in the trading day. So a lot going on here for sure. Take two, absolutely crushing it. That free cash flow at one and a quarter billion dollars is not such a bad number either, John. They're doing a lot of things right, and they are looking out to the future, as you said, a lot of groundbreaking titles will be coming out. A lot of excitement out there. I was talking with Jared. He understands that world very well. Talked about how good these guys are and what they do as a company. And they're absolutely, ex they're, they're doing everything right. They're executing at an unbelievable level right now. Pete, bookings, net bookings were up 100% year <laughs> over year. So that's real. a real positive as well. Absolutely. All right. Now we're going to talk about a stock that even though uh, it's name brand, of course, Netflix, we don't talk about it every day, really, Pete, certainly not even every week, but every once in a while they have something that's pretty big. And right now it's their ad supported tier of Netflix, because we all know that Netflix, Amazon and uh, Hulu, virtually everybody in the streaming space if they charge you for streaming, they also have an ad-supported streaming uh, for people who are willing to say, well, I'll pay $5 less a month and I'll work through the ads. Mm -hmm. I really don't understand that consumer, Pete. I'd spend that $5 10 times over to not have the ads. But this is a pretty big deal for them. 
and they're saying that you know they'd interpret this as being a whole bunch of subscription accounts that they're holding on to rather than losing. Yeah, and they're talking about the number of new subscribers, John. I mean, and that's something for sure that's going to be something great for them. Now, the fact that they've got five million so far is is a pretty decent number. Uh, you know what? It, in March, it was one million, so now it's five million. What will it be at the end of the year? I think that this is an area where they they should have explored it a long time ago. They didn't, and they were very adamant about it. Actually, that was the previous CEO. But I think that they're finding that this is something that could be an incredible growth area for them. And we're watching it play before our eyes. Now, I'm with you. I don't want all that. But you know what? We're a little bit different, John. Plus, if, you, if you're if you watching, you know, your dollars and you're, you know, a little bit concerned about that, but you still want the entertainment, it does make sense. I just keep wondering, when are they going to do away with all the sharing? <laughs> that's the next thing because you and i've talked about this for a couple of years now and uh you know that that is something that i think they're missing out on they've got to figure it out and they're finally talking about it at least at some point if they fix that this stock still has a little bit of a runway in front of it john i think the uh netflix model i think is unique because virtually all of their content um is third party uh, they they have a studio, yes, and they do produce content like I think the Gray Man, Pete, which I really liked. Um, but the, I think this is just one to keep your eye on how well their ad supported uh, platform works out. All right. Let's hit this one, Pete, because, uh, again, one that we don't talk about all the time, but had some very nice double digit gains today was uh, Bath and Body Works, BBWI. Um, they basically raised full-year outlook to uh, over what the street was looking for. That's a positive, of course. They affirmed revenue in the flat to mid-single-digit decline, however. Um, but apparently, they've uh, tightened their belts, Pete, and they're able to uh, eke out a little more profit, even though they have uh, cut the revenue back a little bit. So right. that's one of the reasons that the stock is moving higher by double digits today. Yeah, nice move. Very, very nice move. Beat on earnings. That was impressive. They talked about a lot of different things, John, but they were saying one thing that is a little bit surprising to me. They have not seen customers trading down. And that's obviously a positive as well, because that would be something that I think a lot of people would expect to have happen. They're not seeing that right now. They also talked about that rewards plan that they've got. 37 million are enrolled in that. So it really is something special. They've done an incredible job and uh, it, it, you know, hats off to them. They have navigated through a very difficult time and we'll see. It looks like John's going in and out and in and out. I'm going to go right now. We're going to start with sports. Because we don't know whether John's for sure in or out, but right now he's off to the side and he will be jumping in. Why don't we start off with the Miami Heat? Now, what they're doing, John, this year, and we've talked about it time and time again as we've gotten into the playoffs of how good these guys are playing, how much Jimmy Butler really has contributed as a leader to this team. They just went up to the garden and absolutely waxed them pretty good. And on top of that, how about that third quarter? It was a record-setting quarter for them. The Miami Heat had never scored that many points in just one quarter. Third quarter, they scored 46 points on their way to a nice beatdown of the Boston Celtics, who are a heck of a team, 
great place to play. A lot of people get intimidated by the garden because of the fans and everything else. Miami didn't do that. As a matter of fact, you go to that third quarter and you go, wow, these guys are really on fire. So what do you think about that game, John? And do you like the heat in this series? Well, uh, I was reading on CBS Sports, Pete, before the game that they were saying, well, you know, about the best they can hope for is keeping it close, playing in the garden, all those things that Pete was just saying. And instead of keeping it close, they beat them. Um, And, uh, you know, whatever, 123, 116 or something like that, Pete. So it wasn't like a last-minute shot. It was, you know, that they stayed with them the whole game and then sort of pulled away a little towards the end. So I would give them all kinds of credit going up to Boston and winning their Pete. Yep. Tough environment, and they did an absolutely excellent job. All right, now we're going to jump off to FSU football. That's Florida State for the people who don't really follow college football that close. Here's why it's interesting, John. This was a team, a school, that was really starting to struggle until they hired their coach, Mike Norville, who's done an unbelievable job. He brought them back to being one of those prominent teams once again. His football team last year was somewhere in the top 10. He's done an amazing job of recruiting, and that's difficult. It sounds easy, but it's difficult, and here's why. When you fall out, those players don't want to go there any longer, right? I mean, they want to be with the winners. So they're going to go to Florida. They're going to go to Alabama and Georgia or Miami or wherever. But this guy brought them back because they were definitely uh, burning out pretty good. They had 10 wins last year. They were 10-3. and three. They had three losses that were very, very close losses. This was a team that was on the verge of being outstanding. They were very, very close. Well, they've gone into the transfer portal, and you and I have talked about this, John, basically call it college free agency, and they have absolutely crushed it. They are now ranked number five in the portal in terms of those four- and five-star guys, not many five-star guys out there, but four- and five-star guys. They are right up in there, and and it's unbelievable what they've been able to to do, John, in a very short period of time. How about this? They got a cornerback, a cornerback. They got a wide receiver just today signed from Michigan State, Keon Coleman, absolute baller. I mean, this will be a big addition to that team. A defensive lineman and a pair of tight ends that are both four-star guys. So they have absolutely been killing it. That's just the top 25. They had five in the top 25 that they've grabbed into that out of that portal. They've done an amazing job. They're going to be an incredible team. And September 3rd, John, you know who they get to play? First game of the year, LSU. LSU is number four on the portal. So they've done an amazing job, too. That's a great program. That's going to be a fun game. Put that down on the calendars, guys. Well, and that guy Coleman, Pete, Kian Kian Coleman, I think, something like that. Um, That's a baller. I mean, that guy from Michigan State that Pete's talking about, folks, he's six foot four. Um, so he's not one of those Mark Duper sort of, you know, five, nine, when they call him super duper. And that's not a, that doesn't mean Mark Duper wasn't great. He was, but you'd sure like Pete to have a six foot four inch target. If you're that quarterback and this guy is fast as lightning. So, um, Michigan state, I'm again, nothing against Michigan state, but if I had the opportunity, Pete, to play at Michigan state in the cold, for or being in uh, Tallahassee, I'd be in Tallahassee. Um, and there's so many great athletes, like you say. And by the way, 
Pete mentioned it, folks, but kudos to Kelly over there at LSU because I wouldn't have thought that guy, Pete, really had it in him to go into the portal and uh, draw these players out. Um, but apparently, because of the success they had, because of that big win last year over Alabama and so forth, pl players are willing to go to LSU to Baton Rouge. And uh, uh, Coach Kelly is, uh, is a lucky man right now. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they've got a team. They're, they're unbelievable, John. I have friends on the staff, and Brian Kelly's invited me already to a game. He wants me to come over there and talk and, and do a few things, which I will be doing. It's going to be exciting. But I'll tell you what, they have talent that is right up there with Georgia, Alabama, I mean, whoever, USC. LSU is uh, really doing some special things. And let's not forget, Brian Kelly did a heck of a job up at Notre Dame, John, and then he got vilified for leaving. Uh, I think he really enjoys it down there. I think he loves that Southern barbecue. He loves that food down there. And it's a great place to play. And how about a stadium that they've got? You know, Death Valley is probably somewhere in that top three, I would think, in all of college football. Yep. Well, folks, that's going to do it for this week of the Rebel Edge. We don't broadcast on Friday yet. <laughs> we do Monday through Thursday. And we thank all of you for joining us. Uh, please uh, go to Pete's Twitter account at Pete Nigerian or me at John without the H Nigerian because that other John Nigerian was my dad, our dad. Um, but at J O N Nigerian or at P E T E Pete Nigerian. Send us some questions. If we can get to them, we'll do that next week. Bang. Have a great Bang. weekend, everybody.